Hey, what's up, beautiful people? Happy birthday to the legend, Frankie Beverly. And welcome to The Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580. And this is your daily source of entertainment and celebrity news. No, it is not the great pumpkin sitting before you. It is Keith Underwood rocking the orange Nike, sitting in for the lovely Robin Ayers. You can catch me right here on KBLA every weekend on Saturdays at 9 p.m. and Sundays at 8 p.m. Pacific time with my entertainment show, Black in the Green Room, where we spotlight inspiring stories from black entertainers, creatives, and showbiz professionals. Now, let's get into this raw report. Andy is joining me in the booth. Andy, what is up, man? Man, you know, I'm excited. Hump day, middle of the week. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, you got any plans for the weekend, brother? Um, I'm not really too sure. I'm going to spend some time with my lady. Um, You know, actually, I heard there's a, I don't know if you heard of a hot water cornbread festival going on in L.A. Well, I should have heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it's like a food festival or something like that. I got to get more details about it. Yeah, that's pretty hot, man. That's pretty hot. Absolutely. Okay, so if you want to join the conversation this evening, please call in to 800-920-1580. That's 800-920-1580. Or you could just join us in the YouTube chat at KBLA 1580. Again, the YouTube chat is KBLA 1580. Now, we got a few things that we're going to talk about coming up with our uh, special contributor for this evening, TK Trinidad, who I'm looking forward to having a conversation with. We're going to talk about this sexy red situation. Now, let me tell you something. Unc did not know who sexy red was before today. But now I know I got a really good perspective on the sister. Well, she recently admitted or says that she was joking around about selling her soul to the Illuminati. And for those of you who do not know, the Illuminati is supposed to be a secret organization or cult that actually runs the world. And there are certain people who are in entertainment that they choose to become a part of the Illuminati in order to achieve a certain level of success. So Sexy Red had a lot of people talking this week. Uh, the Poundtown hitmaker recently went live on social media to discuss her possible entry into the so-called Illuminati. And that was uh, from uh, All Hip Hop. And then Nick Cannon, the brother, he chimed in on it. He said uh, on uh, The Daily Cannon, the 43-year-old host, actor, rapper, comedian, comedian seemingly took aim at Red's intelligence during an episode of his show. He said, yo, she can't even spell Illuminati. Cannon stated about Sexy Red. The Wild Now creator also added, let's keep it a stack, though. Nobody black would ever be in the Illuminati. We talk too much. And I'm going to add a damn in there. <laughs> it's supposed to be a secret society. We can't keep no secrets. And so we're going to chat up about that. And then also we're going to talk about Kenan Thompson as he discusses his break from Kel Mitchell. Um, if you don't know, these are the stars of Good Burger and Good Burger 2. And um, what was the name, Andy? What was the name of the TV show that they did, man? Kenan and Kel. Kenan and Kel. Yeah, Kenan and Kel. And um, as you know, they've gone on to have separate um, careers. And so Kenan Thompson, he was on today 
recently, the TV show, and he was discussing his relationship with his best dude, Kel Mitchell, and he gave a little insight on why they had a falling out in the past. It was more of a separation that kind of grew into the traditional terms of what a falling out is, which is like not a lot of communication. And that's what he told host Tom Hoda Kobe. And so, um, you know, let's talk a little bit about it. You know, you know, we got to mix it up a little bit. And then if we get enough time, we're going to also talk about the fabulous Tamar Braxton. And she is back with her ex, Jeremy J.R. Robinson. And according to page six, Tamar Braxton and her ex-fiance, Jeremy J.R. Robinson, are back together two months after announcing their split. The personal injury lawyer took to Instagram on Sunday pinning a lengthy message about reconciling with the all the way home songstress after pushing past his hurt. I had to fight hard to push past the hurt and past my own ego because God kept bringing me back to how much I love Tamar Braxton. And yet I still needed to heal to see the beauty of our love. He captioned the post. So when we come black, to the Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580. We're going to chop it up with TK Trinidad. Hey, what's up? It's your girl, BB, and you're listening to me on the Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580. What's up and welcome black to the Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580. And this is your spot for real celebrity news and entertainment news. I am not the lovely Robin Ayers. I am Keith Underwood, and I'm a host right here of my own entertainment talk show, Black in the Green Room, this on weekends, on Saturdays at 9 p.m. and Sundays at 8 p.m. And let me say right now, I've got a special guest that is joining me. TK Trinidad, what's up? Hey, how are you doing? I am doing good. How about you? I'm wonderful. Cannot complain. Good, good, good. TK, tell me a little bit about yourself. Let's get to know each other. Oh, uh, short version. Just a Canadian trying to make it in America. Worked for some stations, TMZ, VH1, uh, iHeart, and yeah, just hustling. Okay, I'm a hustler, baby. Come on now. <laughs> so, TK, well, you know, what's up? Have you heard about this sexy red situation? Like I was telling Andy earlier, in all honesty, keeping it real, I didn't even know who the sister was before today. But I, like I said, I know now, and, you know, I got some thoughts, but I'm going to keep them to myself. Uh, but tell me, TK, have you heard about this situation with sexy red and the Illuminati? Yeah, I did hear about it. Um, you know, I, I feel like the community, we've talked about it and, uh, you know, said that certain people do belong to Lunali, um, Jay-Z and Beyonce, for instance. Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me, but I, um, I definitely agree with Nick Cannon. If you are a part of I don't agree with it not being black people. If it is possible, the ones who are a part of it, I'm not talking about it. It's just kind of like the fight club. You're not going to say, you know, whatever happens in the fight club. So for her to say that, is, you know, regardless if she can spell it or not, doesn't mean, I definitely don't think she's part of it. Right. And it and it, it, it does sound like that she was just joking. But some people say the way that she came at it when she did her post, that it sounded a little realistic. And, you know, let's touch on, on, on what you were saying, TK, 
Why is it that when it comes to black success in entertainment, why does it have to be attributed to something, you know, supernatural or these uh, cabalistic organizations, these secret organizations? Why do you th- and it's and it's usually us, other black folks, that, the audience that's perpetrating this. So why do you think that is? Well, I don't I don't actually think it's just the black community. I think we think it's the black community because we are a part of the black community. And, you know, I'm willing to guess that, you know, a lot more black people than, you know, any other culture. But um, I think, you know, even with anything that has to do with money, like if you look at politicians and, you know, people in the Senate, there are always people who don't have um, financial wealth that think that there's something negative or, you know, they're devil worshipers or there's always kind of something. So I wouldn't just attribute it to the black community. Um, And I think we're moving into a different era with the black community and talking about money. I think if you kind of look at, you know, back in the day, um, you know, people would attribute if you had money as the root of all evil, mm. kind of more like biblical. Whereas now, um, and then you also went through like the prosperity, you know, Bible teachings, I think in like the 80s and 90s. And now it's just kind of like, you know, you have, for instance, young kids or people who are in social media and TikTokers and influencers that, you know, you might think they just made it, but they've been hustling just like everybody else in just a different career. That's so, right. So um, I, I don't necessarily think that it's um, in today's age that we attribute like, oh, well, they have money, therefore they're a part of an organization or it's something, you know, anti-Christ or stuff like that. Um, I think that was more back in the day. Um, now it's just kind of like it's a combination of hustling and networking. So uh, you sound you like out the door. Sammy Davis Jr. and uh, let's see here, Ben Vereen and folks like that were maybe part of the Illuminati back in the day. Or we go back a little farther, Lena, Lena Horn and Louis Armstrong, they were part of the Illuminati. I mean, it's possible, but <laughs> I don't know. I mean, because now you're attributing racism in that in that time. So, you know, I call it like the Oprah effect. Like, you know, usually these racist groups usually let like one black person in. Um, right. So I don't, I don't, I wouldn't necessarily say that, but I don't know. They might have been like, and that's why I say like in, in organizations like that, you, I mean, there's other organizations that are, that are around that um, people don't talk about. Like, you know, if you talk about, you know, our black fraternities and sororities, the people who are a part of that, they only say so much if you, if you talk to them and you start inquiring about certain things, even to the point of actually how to become a member, like you have to ask the right people. Like it's very, you know, you don't necessarily see them talking everything about what happens within the organization. So, um, and I mean, you can also attribute that to like any other big organization as well. I mean, Oprah, for instance, you guys have to sign NDAs. Like, mm. you know, you couldn't just work for Oprah and, you know, just say whatever. You just don't talk about what your experience work, working for Oprah and Oprah show at the time was. So I don't think, I think it's just when people don't know, that's where you attribute all these, you know, additional stories and all the stuff because you, you don't, you can't say, you don't, you don't, you don't know what's going on. I don't know what the Illuminati might be, you know, killing cast every year. Who knows? Like I'm not part of it. So I couldn't say. Right. So TK, let me ask you, let's, let's keep it real. So if, if one of your colleagues came to you and said, TK, you can be the next Oprah Winfrey. You just have to join us. What would your response be? 
Well, I mean, first off, I just want to know what it's about. Right. <laughs> you kept it real, TK. <laughs> yeah. Like, let me let, let let me know what it's about. Let me know what I'm signing up for. If it's something, because what a lot of if you look at a lot of religions, they're all kind of the the history of it. There's you know some people think one religion is better than the other, but mm-hmm. when you look at the history of a lot of the re- religions, it's kind of like there's some weird stuff that goes on in all of them. Like, yeah. pers- let's you know. So I, I need to know what the what the what what am I signing up for? And if you can't say what I'm signing up for, then you know I'm just gonna go with God. I'm I'll, I'll trust in Him. Come on, Jesus. So why do you think, TK, <laughs> that uh, black folks are so fascinated, especially like with the last ten, fifteen years, with this idea of the Illuminati? Why is that so fascinating um, to us? Wow. Yeah. I don't. I. I. When you have people like, for instance, a Beyonce, who doesn't talk a lot on social media, the only time she really talks is when she's dropping a product or she's right. going on tour. And Jay-Z's kind of like that as well. Um, up until, I don't know, maybe the last three, four years, Will and Jada were like that. Until now, they're just saying everything, which now most people are like, we don't want to hear all that. Right. Um, but when you have people who are super successful that don't put their lives out there like that, um, you know then you start questioning, you know, well, how did they get there? And, you know, you don't, you never really see the rise. Yeah. And TK, like, you, you know, know that's, instance, that's, uh, excuse me, but that's amazing to me that, you know, that we think that way about Beyonce because we've seen her rise. We've seen her, we've seen pictures of her and we've seen them on, I think it was Star Search and, you know, all mm-hmm. of these other shows, we've seen her rise but I think maybe some people think that to get to that level of superstardom that she has now, that maybe that there might have been some discussions in a red room. I mean, again, anything is possible. I don't think so, but I also don't know her personally. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Who knows? But yeah, I mean, I um, who, who knows? But I think despite all of that, you can't take away the hard work. Right. If Illuminati does exist, I think they're only picking people who actually put in the work and then they ask them That's if I were right. to guess what they were about. Hmm. Interesting. You sound a little knowledgeable on this Illuminati thing, TK. But we're going to leave that. We're going to leave that right. We're going to leave that right there. I just, I just really, you know, I really think and attribute, you know, Beyonce's success and, and her fantastic spouse and partner, Jay-Z, their success with hard work, determination, and and focus. Now, that doesn't mean that you haven't had to get into bed with, and, and I say that figuratively, everybody, that you haven't had to get into bed with some people and make some deals um, and some compromises, but a secret organization, I just, I just in, in my heart, it doesn't say that that's how they got to the prominence where they are now. And then, what, you know, what do you think about instead of, you know, the Illuminati, you know, start, you know, educating, you know, this the generation behind us on organizations that really help black people to thrive and prosper in entertainment like the NAACP or Color of Change, the Urban League, the Rainbow you know, coalition, those are actually positive, you know, organizations that we know that exist that are fighting for, you know, our rights. Um, and some of them and, and just in particularly in entertainment. What are your thoughts about that? 
Um, I mean, yeah, there's those organizations, but I, I think with parents, and again, I'm not a parent, so take that with a grain of salt. Um, but you know, for instance, my my dad um, was a business owner my whole entire life, and um, there's certain things that I learned just by osmosis and watching him do things. Mm. But he also didn't do a lot of things, and he didn't explain his failures to me. And through those failures, I could have learned those lessons, and that could have helped me out I in, love that. You know, when I start my own business. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, if parents have that knowledge, like I, I, I used to work for a real estate radio show, and I met a lot, quite a few people who their parents taught them real estate, and they sold their first house when they were 18 years old. And they, all they needed to do was sell one house a year. That was their goal. And they used that money to live off of or they, you know, went to school while they were doing that. So certain things, even though you might not do right real estate for the rest of your life, like certain skills um, that have to do monetary and the financial of it, yes. um, I think we as a community um, have to build on. I mean, there's so much stuff that I learned just about business and taxes and all that stuff just by running my own business that I talk to other people about. But again, it's just kind of like giving that information. Like we all don't need to be um, in front of the camera. Um, we all don't need to be playing basketball. However, um, imparting that wisdom, like, oh, well, you don't need to, you know, on top of wanting to be a basketball player here, here, learn how to do camera operator work and learn about mm. the union of that. There's so many, there's so many jobs out there even if you want to be in the entertainment industry that you can pursue that while you're pursuing whatever your dream is and camera operators being part of the union in LA, they're making bank. Come on you know, with it. Ching ching. To, you know, so yeah, you know, there's, there's a lot of different options. Yeah. And I definitely feel you, you know, on that when I have the opportunity to create you know, Black in the Green Room right here on KBLA Talk 1580. Part of what, of course, I wanted to highlight, you know, um, entertainers and, and celebrities on the show. But it was also very important to me to also highlight those folks that work behind the scenes to show people that it's not just about being in front of the camera. There are honest, good paying careers behind the scenes. Ain't that right, Andy? Right. <laughs> Andy said, you already know. And, um, you know, and just to touch on that some more and then not only uh, imparting that information and that education, you know, upon other people, also present them with opportunities once they've gained the knowledge, once they've gained the experience, give them a hand up and lean back in and pull them up along with you. And it's really hard for some of us to do that because we get into this mindset that, look, I made it on my own and you're gonna have to make it on your own. But you just never know who that person might be next after leaving mm -hmm. your influence and what opportunities they might be able to present to you. Yeah, I mean, networking is, um, networking is everything. Like networking in college, networking, in you know whatever job you're at, whether you like it or not, you just never you never know who that person's you know aunt or uncle might be, or you know who they're related to, or you know all the things. You just um, net networking. If I could go back to my younger self, particularly in college, um, I would have just said talk to everybody mm -hmm. and just stay connected to everybody. Not in a you know okay, well they might 
benefit me in some sort of way. But you, again, you just never know. And I, and I've learned that lesson and that by just doing that with whatever job I work at, I've, you know, I'm always bumping into somebody that I previously worked with or, you know, somebody's like, oh, hey, I know somebody who can help you do X, Y, and Z. And, you know, also being able to impart that to somebody else where somebody else needs, you know, whatever, a lawyer or a mechanic or whatever, you know, I'm able to pull on those relationships and, you know, kind of help the circle go along and help the money stay within the community. Yeah. And on, on the part of those of you who are striving um, and moving towards thriving, the worst thing that somebody can tell you is no. So make sure you approach these people and you ask them for an opportunity and then don't hound them if they don't get back to you or if they give you a no, let it go. There's another opportunity that's going to present itself for you. And when we come black to the raw report on KBLA Talk 1580, more with our special guest contributor, TK Trinidad. Come on. Yes. Welcome black to the raw report on KBLA Talk 1580. I am Keith Underwood sitting in for the lovely Robin Ayers. And y'all, I'm just having a blast and a ball here with you guys. You have been so supportive. Um, first up, Houston, Texas on the chat said, hey, Keith. Hey, Andy. What's up, Houston, Texas, HT? TK. Hello, hello. Hey, hey, hey. How you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? Man, you know what? Having a good time right here with you. So so let's 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 get into this thing that um, I read about on Entertainment Weekly. Kenan Thompson, who we know more popularly as a part of Keenan and Kel back in the day. Now, you know, he's doing his own thing. He's had his spot on Saturday Night Live for a few years. And, you know, he was on on today, and I think it was yesterday, discussing his relationship with Kel Mitchell. And he gave a little insight on why they had a falling out back in the day. And he says it was more of a separation that kind of grew into the traditional terms of what is called falling out, which is like not a lot of communication. He said, originally, it was just us kind of looking for our own individualism, basically as adults, taking a breather from being a duo because we both came into the game as individuals and we were placed together because we worked so well together and all that. It was just a journey of being adults. Time passes and more time passes and it just became ridiculous. So, you know, TK, you know, what are you what are your thoughts about you know, especially people in entertainment, when they have to take a break from one another and then, you know, come come back. How important is that? Um, I mean, I don't think I think it's adulting. Mm. Right. Like, yes. I mean, I have a lot of friends who have kids and are married and stuff like that. And, you know, the days of you spending hours, I mean, some people do, so I'm not going to judge. But the days of spending hours on the phone with my friend or just randomly going on vacation or just randomly going to the mall or the movies, like that's not a thing to me anymore. And even vice versa. I'm just, I'm a very busy person as well. It's to the point where I have to schedule time to, you know, intentionally meet up with friends. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's beyond the entertainment um, aspect of it. Uh, I think, you know, um, Keenan um, has been married and he went and he went to do Saturday Night Live and he's doing other projects. And, you know, you can't, 
necessarily be partnered with that person your whole entire career. Mm. Um, you have to make your own money as well. So I, I think, you know, once you've been with somebody for a long period of time, you know, I, I don't think it was taking a break. I really just think it was adulting. It yes. didn't, he didn't mention anything of a fight or anything like that. So um, I think it's just a natural progression of becoming an adult and independence and making your own money and all the things. Yeah, and also just kind of having your own individuality, your own, you know, voice. It's it's like you said, it's just like with any family or any situation. You know, you want to have your own voice, your own experiences, and definitely make your own money. And I think that's even like mm-hmm. when we see with the, um, you know, the singing groups, and we'll back up again to Beyonce and Destiny's Child. You know, sometimes you just need to have your own space to be creative within your own space. Then after you've done some things, then you can circle back and do some things with the people um, that helped you get a rise in your career. Yep, exactly. I definitely agree. Yeah. And so can can relationships evolve in a healthy way in Hollywood or when is it time to let those friendships just go and be done with them? Um, well, I mean, I don't recall him saying that the friendship was over. Right. I'm just it's talking just, in general. Just, oh, um, I mean, everything kind of runs its course. Sometimes you have friends for, you know, for your entire life. Um, I mean, one of my best friends, I've known her since second grade. And then sometimes, you know, there's friendship for, you know, a couple of years. It just kind of, uh, to me, I look at it as whatever the learning lesson or whatever um, that friendship was meant to accomplish. Um, You know, as long as it wasn't something, as long as it didn't end in, um, I don't know, a misunderstanding or a fight, sometimes friendships just naturally progressively just end and that's that's okay too yeah so to me that's what i I, that's kind of how i i look at it not everybody's meant to be your friend for the entirety of of your life because we as humans are always evolving right and you know it's funny you know i've mentioned a few times about my experiences as a as a publicist you know there was that movie adventures in babysitting i need to do one on adventures and being a publicist because everybody when they find out that you're a publicist especially if they have some name recognition everybody wants to be your friend oh we're friends we're friends we're friends and it's just kind of, you know, understanding and knowing that not everyone is your friend. Some people are mm-hmm. meant to be associates or colleagues. And it's like you were saying, you know, earlier and in the words of or paraphrasing Maya Angelou, you know, some relationships are seasonal. They're put into place mm-hmm. to help you learn something or grow but they're not meant to be permanent fixtures, you know, in your life or they evolve. You know, someone that you might have used to be hanging out with every single day might become someone that you call every six months. Right. Yeah, I definitely agree to that. Yeah, you just never you just I as long as there's communication, that's kind of the most important part. Like, if you know, for instance, the friendship you're talking every day and all of a sudden that person just stops calling. um, I think you owe it to that friendship to just say, hey, like, you know, is everything okay? Like, at least do that. And if the person is willing to tell you what's happening or if there's an issue or, you know, you might have said something or whatever, that's where that communication comes, um, comes, comes about. 
Yeah. What do you think about people in, in, in that are around entertainment that are always talking about that they know someone or someone that is their friend and they might have bumped into them one time somewhere? What do you, what do you think about that? Um, I mean, I treat it almost just kind of like we were talking before, like the Illuminati. Like I, I, I know um, <laughs> quite a few people in the industry, but I'm not going to name drop because also, too, I respect that friendship. Yes. And um, it's just one of those things where they're my friend first and they just so happen to do whatever. So, um, you know, it's and, and it, there's different levels to friendships as well. There's friends who like, you know, they... They, they, they know the part, the power dynamic, meaning that, you know, they might have more influence or more money than you do. So they might try to, you know, bring you into certain situations or it's just like they don't want to, they appreciate for the friendship because you don't necessarily talk about what they do for a living. You just live as humans. Um, so for me, um, I just, you know, I appreciate those friendships and I treat them as just people who do whatever it is that they do for a living. Um, and I just keep it, keep it moving. Yeah, well, best of love, luck to Keenan and Kel separately and together. And when we come back to the Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580, hopefully, uh, TK, can you join me for a little while longer? I sure can. All right, we're going to get into this Tamar Braxton thing when we come back to the Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580. What's going on? What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Denzel Whitaker, and I'm on the Raw Report. You are black on the Raw Report here, right here on KBLA Talk 1580. I am Keith Underwood sitting in for the lovely Robin Ayers and joining me as our special contributor for tonight, TK Trinidad. TK. Hey, hey. <laughs> Welcome. We're back. We're, we're, we're back and we're black. <laughs> there it is. There it is. So, you know, according to, uh, let's get into this Tamar Braxton, uh, you know, thing. So according to Page Six and other outlets, Tamar Braxton and her ex-fiancé, Jeremy J.R. Robinson, are back together two months after announcing their split. Just two months. The personal injury lawyer took to Instagram on Sunday, pinning a lengthy message about reconciling with the all-the-way-home songstress after pushing past the hurt. I had to fight hard to push past the hurt and past my own ego because God kept bringing me back to how much I love Tamar Braxton, and yet I still needed to heal to see the beauty of our love, he captioned the post. So, TK, let's uh, let's keep it a buck. Have you ever taken back an ex who dumped you? No. Why? Why is that? Um, I don't believe in. I believe in working through stuff. So, at the end of the day, uh, we work through it. And if it doesn't work out, then you know I've kind of gone through all the stages of making it work or I just might come to the realization that this is not going to work and you know where that's where we are but I've never taken back anybody no right Andy what about you man you ever taken back an ex who dumped you uh, I never have why is that why is it for you man um you know no particular reason you know um I've, all of my breakups have been okay they yeah. haven't been bad breakups. I've always been cool with them, um, but just never spun the block. Yeah, yeah, man, I, <laughs> I I feel you on that, and and I'm unlike both of you because I have taken back an ex, and let me tell you, it it 
it never it doesn't feel the same. It just never whatever that connection was. And I don't know if it's the, the, the hurt of how the relationship ended. You know, sometimes it's just best to move on. Sometimes that relationship might evolve into a friendship and maybe even a good friendship. But sometimes it's just meant to be a head nod when you walking down the street. And that's, uh, you know, and that's about it. Well, shout out to Nelly and Ashanti for, yeah. you know, <laughs> breaking that narrative. Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely I agree with that. I was uh, around um, uh, working in St. Louis. I'm not from there, but I was working there um, during the time period when they actually first met um, and um, and got together. So um, now there are some couples I really root for, man, even NTK, just even people that separate and get back together. I'm rooting for them. But that's, it's not for everybody. It's not for everybody, but it seems to be working for them. And I hope they have a long, happy, you know, life together. So, TK, um, how do you feel about like relationships, about celebrities displaying their relationships on social media? Um, I mean, to each their own. I, I feel like um, I like the Beyonce, Jay-Z approach. Mm. Like whatever in my house is happening in my house. I don't need somebody to chime in or um, all that stuff. That's my personal preference, but I do enjoy, I see some influencers, like couple influencers. I do enjoy um, certain things that they post and, um, you know, more the positive aspects of things. But for myself, I, I'm very private. I, I don't want to post anything um, family-wise or any of that stuff. That's just my personal preference. Yeah. And I, you know, I will tend to share, you know, things from my own, you know, experiences, especially if it will help someone. But when it comes to my relationship and my family, I really do like to keep that as close to the vest, you know, as as possible. And like you said, and what's happening in um, our household, do you think some celebrities, um, especially, you know, public uh, figures, do you think they create drama within their relationships, put it on display for media grabs just to get that attention? Um, the ones who aren't working do. Ooh, I think. The ones TK, who are working, come yeah. on with some truth right there. <laughs> Say it again, TK. I, mean, I feel like the ones who are working, I mean, folks <laughs> who are working don't have time to do all that stuff. Like, I don't have time to, like, tell you what I'm, like, eating or and I, I just need to eat in order to do whatever the next project it is I'm doing I, I feel like people who work quite a bit and you know they're you know studying and they acting or they're creating something or whatever um they don't have time for all of that um although it's also generational too yes um you know some people do want to see what you know how things are done how things get made and stuff like that that um, there, there is some allowance for that. Um, I'm thinking like, oh no, cause Blueface posts all these, all the drama. So yeah, I don't, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I feel like the people who are working, working, they're in their bag, like stuff gets busy. They're going from one project to the other. They don't have time for that unless they have a team. And then that's when it's curated. So yeah. it's not necessarily you know, that's more business than anything else. Right. And now Andy's itching in the booth waiting to say something. Come on, Andy. There's something real short. Shout out to Will and Jada. 
<laughs> Take it how you want it. Take it how you want it. Mm-hmm. You know, now I'm going to tell you, there's one young couple I just love watching. And, and some people might find, you know, their relationship controversial. And that's Halle Bailey and DDG. I love seeing them kids. I really do. I love watching them live their lives and, and, and growing uh, together, possibly growing families together. And I just, I think it's very inspirational to other young folks that might be out there wilding out. Uh, I mean, again, to each, to each their own. To me, <laughs> I always just feel like it's less work for me if, you know, we're in a relationship, then if the relationship goes awry, that I don't have to go back and delete the billions of pictures that I took. Mm. It's kind of, you know, uh, when I broke up with my boyfriend, I this year i didn't have to delete any pictures because you know the picture that he was in it was his hand so you know (laughs) it is what it is um so yeah i i i just i i think of how how much work is this going to be if the relationship does end Hmm. and you know you know i have to go and take off all these pictures um but on a serious note again it's to each their to each their own if you really are okay with putting your relationship out there and showing your love and, you know, going on the trips and stuff like that. That's, that's great. Um, I am, for me, it's just more about creating those memories um, in the midst of, because, you know, just, you just never know. You never know when this person, we're, I think we, in a, as a society, we just take it for granted that we're going to be here tomorrow. Yeah. And um, for me, I'd rather just enjoy that moment with that person. I love that, TK. Putting it out there. Yeah, I love that. Do you, th- you know, I and I think sometimes when you're in a toxic relationship and you're the one that's the public figure and the other person is not. And like you were saying earlier, a lot of times these relationships are put into the public sphere for people who might be unemployed at the moment. But what does that do to their public persona when people know them for those toxic relationships? Um, well, it depends. It depends. There's people who are in toxic relationships that make a lot of money. Um, I'm not taking it for granted that uh, we as a society, we like seeing the train wrecks. Yeah. The train wrecks are really great to see because then we know, you know, we're almost self-assured that, hey, my life is not that bad. That's why we watch the reality shows and all the other stuff. So um, there are people who capitalize off the talk, toxic relationships. I, you know, I'm sure we can name quite a quite a few of them and all the drama and you know you know andy made mention of of will and jada and you know all the things that we were talking about the tupacs of it all and the slap and this and that and kind of like um you know i i don't know any projects that jada's in right now she's writing she's she's written a book and she's, she's selling the book and you know make and i'm i appreciate the hustle and stuff like that but i'm sure she's doing other things then she wouldn't have time to go on the media tour to talk about all that stuff because she's doing some other stuff. So, you know, I respect the hustle, sell your book, make your money. Um, obviously, you want to talk about the stuff that's in the book because how else are people going to want to read it or listen to it? Um, but again, like if you were, if, if she was doing, when she was doing the movie and the TV shows and all this other stuff, like there was no mention of a book. When she was doing Red Table Talk, she wasn't really, you know what I'm saying? So... Again, people the people we people who are toxic and all of there tend to get the shows um, for a short period of time. But people who you know are about 
um, the projects and you know and whatever not their about, passion is. And and not yeah, about not about the drama. Not about the drama. Real quickly, let's uh, shout out some folks in the chat. Pretty Brown Mimi said, "Great show, Keith. Happy, uh, have a good night, everyone." She also said that you are hilarious, TK. Um, she said, I'm tired of celebrities sharing everything and they're your ex for a reason. Let them go and wish them well. And then she also said, happy Wednesday, everyone. And that's what we had going on in the chat this evening. TK, you know, this has been a pleasure. Um, tell everyone where they can find you on social media. Thanks for having me. You can find me on everything, everywhere at TK Trinidad. All right, TK, thank you. And I hope you have a chance to talk again in the future. Um, Please, everyone, follow me, Keith Underwood, on Instagram at UMA Worldwide. And you can also follow me on Facebook at Keith L. Underwood. It has been a great two nights here uh, um, guest hosting the Raw Report. Hopefully, Robin is will be back with you tomorrow night. Until the next time that I get a chance to talk to you, thank you for joining me on the Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580.